0: Hello everybody, to a new episode of us talking about a topic. And today's topic is productivity.
1: Yay! Woo! Woohoo! But, My favorite thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's try to let's try to make it actually interesting uh, non-normal topic and topic that we talk about differently. Basically, uh, I, I think we came up with the fun term of uh, a psycho spiritual perspective.
1: You can take the credit.
0: Okay, then I can go with that um, <laughs> on just, I guess, I feel like that's how we talk about the topics in general all the time, it was like, oh, a bit of spirituality, a bit of psychology and then some more emerging thing, yes. so, uh, yeah, um, awesome, I'm looking forward.
1: Okay, so, productivity through a psycho-spiritual lens. That sounds cool. It's like a thesis. Right? Yeah. We have no clue what we're saying, but yeah.
0: No, it's, sure. a, it's a fun topic. Because <laughs> I think I remembered the last podcast I did actually with uh, Evie, another person, about productivity. Mm-hmm. And she went all in. like, okay, how can I maximize my time, do more with less time, and just be a more productive human being? Because that's how I grew up. That's good, right? If we yeah. do more work and we, we get more... Um, status for doing more work, get more appreciation, more rewards. That's exactly what you should do yeah. as a human being.
1: Well, from a German culture. Like from a in German my culture. Con- Latin American culture is the opposite. <laughs> we work to sustain ourselves so we can rest, nap and go on vacation. So it's completely perfect. different focus yeah. on, on productivity.
0: Oh, that's, that's amazing, actually. I didn't have that in mind when coming up with the topic. But this is perfect. So for me, as I just said, Productivity is connected to, okay, you do work all the time, basically. Like, my mom is a great ex- example of all the time when you're not completely dead,
1: mm-hmm. then you
0: find something to do. Yeah. Uh, as long as, like, almost, uh, I had a client, he described it really, really well. If I'm, at the end of the day, not completely exhausted and can't do any more work, I didn't do it right. I'm not, I am i didn't do to a good day, basically, I wasn't productive enough. Yeah. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, "That's how I grew up too." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bro, I feel you. Yeah. Um, yes, and I think the main problem with productivity is very is, is that it's very focused on doing. I think um, it's it's where the lines of a human being versus a human doing get blurred because productivity is so praised and so so high, highly esteemed in society and uh, the important thing is we're here to live and this is my perspective mm-hmm. i guess that it's already embedded with a, the with
0: a Uruguayan tent
1: with the Uruguayan tent we're here to have the vacation and we're mm-hmm. here to have the rest time with the family and enjoy our lives so productivity is what transforms us into like, into this human doing and then doing becomes this thing that we value highly and we prioritize our own over our own well-being, enjoyment and all these things. Because uh, I think it's an outside marker that society imposes on us that we need to be productive and achieve a certain level of achievement. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Same words, but well, will uh, have a certain status, certain level of, of things that we produce and we do in order to be valuable. And that's the value linked to what we do. Instead of of having value linked with who we are and the the person that we be. (laughs) So I think that's that's the tricky thing about productivity and why I don't like talking about it because The whole purpose of productivity is based on something that I'm fundamentally disagreeing with, that humans need to produce and do something in order to be valuable.
0: Okay. (laughs) Starting strong. Um, Actually, a thesis to that came up that I obviously don't know if it's true, but an idea that was created through the Industrial Revolution. Mm -hmm. through everything from cultural what's integrated in that from school from events that we do from um, i think we do have a nature as human beings to um, want to be best and want to be good at something Mm -hmm. and it seems like the industrial revolution because it made i guess it created this 40 hour work week it created this um as, as long as i work on that specific thing i get paid rather than just on the output, on the end product, for example. Mm-hmm. And through this focus of that industrial age, the whole culture is shaped around it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what you basically said now, okay, the, the value moved from, oh, I'm a human being uh, to, or uh, not just a human being. I'm a human being, feel stuff, integrate with other people, relationships, um, just being who I am is valuable Mm -hmm. to uh, only if you do work or only when you worked for a certain amount of time then you get um paid or then then you get rewards Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: did you want to write something
1: (laughs) no i just don't want to forget a thought Mm, i i think that's that's cool and that's the origin and i i agree that there's some something in there where we got confused like we got derailed from the lives that we were living, where we were just more focused on community and building stuff with our own hands and planting our own food and things like that. And then we started shifting to producing and having status and going up the the ladder and when that was possible and uh, those things because we are in the rat race we are in it we don't realize on the macro perspective what's going on that mm-hmm. we are drifting away from what we really want what we need and because it becomes normalized to to produce like having the perfect example of industry revolution just hammering a nail for eight hours straight when it became regularized and just like just hammering that one nail and one shoe at a time (laughs) if shoes have (laughs) nails you just hammer one nail at a time and just having this repeated action made for optimization and uh, this the whole premise of the industrial revolution was to produce more so so i think that's when our mindset shifted from producing what we want and having a, a nice life to having to produce more, consume more, mm-hmm. and, um, this is not an, an apology of apology. Uh, what is it? What's, what's the word? Well, this is not, uh, uh um, against capitalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's more an observation of where our mindset might have gone adrift. So that's, that said, we are in it, this has evolved through many years, and there's cultures that prioritize productivity over many, many things. Like, I think more in the West, what is considered uh, the West, (laughs) which is the US and Europe, and also Asia, across Asia, I think it's very prevalent, but... um, in South America, not so much. At least that's my experience. Where we are right now. So, so. It's, it's not like a worldwide epidemic of productivity, if, if that's the bad thing. But um, but it's, it's, it's something that we're experiencing as a society, as a culture right now. And um, what's... For me, the interesting question would be like, what's a good way of looking at productivity where we are not just stopping... Being, we're just not uh, human doings fundamentally, but we are also human beings, while having an output that By the serves. The way I love
0: human doing as human being.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> took it from somewhere. Not sure where. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. Come back, come back, come back. Okay, and uh, <laughs> coming from that place of producing and and still having output things that we create. But doing it in a healthy, psycho-spiritual way where we take into account the human being as well. So that would be an interesting thing to explore for me because it's, it's something that I, I still struggle with. Like I either go all productive and I, I've got my German hat on and I just <laughs> go for it. Or I just swing to the other side and then I'm fully resting, napping and stuff like that. So, so yeah, there's probably somewhere in between a gray area that we could, we could explore and be like, how can we inhabit more of that healthy productivity? And I would even not use the word productivity in there, but maybe we can find one.
0: Um, the thing that comes to my mind when you were talking about, okay, let's find a healthier way of it or is more like the word of balance. Because obviously we like to do things. We like to create things. But I think it it has maybe gone too much into let's do something that gets paid or that gets is it has an output that we can get paid for. So more the capitalistic direction, I think. And what comes then up to me is that that's very a masculine energy. It's like, okay, we need to finish those things and do those things. But the aspect of the feminine, including like just creative work, caring work, Um, being work is also, like, difficult for some, uh, I guess, especially masculine, energy-oriented people who is like, okay, I need to do stuff, otherwise I I don't feel good, right? Mm -hmm. And turning that into everything can be a balancing thing, not a productive, uh, just a thing that that you, that it's okay doing. Everything is okay doing, I think, Mm -hmm. just... Just seeing things as it's possible to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It makes sense, right, from this perspective of survival of, oh, let's do the thing that makes us money because now survival or existential st- threats become like we're sort of transformed to money threats. Mm-hmm. If I don't have money, I'm, I'm dead. I'm, I'm not a human being or I can't survive anyway. Mm-hmm. And moving that really to, hey, I'm a human being, and I can live also on, Well, now I'm getting getting afar. Mm-hmm. I'm a human being, and I think just not defining ourselves by those terms of how much we made, how much we worked, like glorifying 50-hour work weeks. Nobody can work that much concentrated, let's be, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And But I think that the main point is really bringing in the, the feminine work uh, whatever that means in terms of not only the output oriented but also the the being oriented. That's what I see as, as it as a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read this book called The Five Agreements. It's on Toltec wisdom, and uh, it's like a Mex- Mexican tradition of uh, of wisdom keepers. And uh, one of the agreements, the four agreements. It's the four agreements. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the fourth agreement that is always do your best hmm. and I was reading it and I was having nightmares about it because it's hmm. it's like always do your best always work to the best of your ability show up to the best of your ability and do the best thing that you can do and I, I pondered on it because it didn't sit quite right the other ones are beautiful the other ones, I, I don't remember them, but it's like, don't take things personally. Don't judge. Things that are very important change your life. Mm-hmm. But this one was always do your best. And the, there's something about the phrasing of it, do your best, mm-hmm. that invites an inner critic to sit on the table and start judging us from above and saying, like, that's not your best. You could have done better because you can always do better. I think there's, there's that ability that we have that if we just push ourselves far enough, then maybe we can produce more, we can do more. And the, the, the disagreement that I have with disagreement is that it's not about always do your best, but always about be your best. Show up the best way that you can. And if you didn't sleep that night because you just had a baby and you're super stressed and your hormones all are all over the place, you could do better. Maybe like you're making a basket. <laughs> Wait, are you making a basket? I don't know, but you're making a basket. You could do better. You could do three baskets, but the best that you could be is to show up for the basket and do maybe half a basket. And that's the best that you can be because you're not draining yourself for the, from the rest of your life and you are allowing yourself to be in a non-productive, perfect, human producing, producing way.
0: Can, can you expand that on the differences that you see as um, being in general and doing, like being your best and doing your best? Mm. What exactly do you mean? Is the difference? Yes. For you.
1: Doing your best, I think it's more of an objective metric, where you know, for example, you can run 100 meters in 10 seconds. I can't, but somebody can. And that would be doing your best. You know your metrics and you know what you can do. Mm. And that maybe there's some flexibility, like, oh, okay, you're just out of the flu or you just had COVID, you're breathing weirdly. Maybe you can do it in 14 seconds, but there's a range that you can produce that of output that you can, you can be. Also you can create, I don't know, five paintings in one day. This is an awful measure for a painter, but like, let's say that you're just mass producing and you can just create five paintings. And the, the, what you do is measured in what you accomplish.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: the best that you can be is measured in the state that you have while you are creating these things mm-hmm. while you are accomplishing these things so maybe you get to do one painting where it's a super inspired painting maybe you don't run that day because your leg hurts and you really feel like you need to rest and that's the best that you can be
0: mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay that makes a huge shift so um, seeing it as like what, what I got from it now was the output oriented versus the state orientation. And for you, if I phrase that correctly, for you it's the best to be in a state that's great, be yeah. energetically in a good state, vibrationally, feel good about yourself. Yeah. Rather than accomplishing much.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And they might go hand in hand because there's. I think days... eventually they will there's days where that's the real thing but as you were saying before the masculine energy is that um this this is bringing uh, teachings from from the east the the feminine energy and the masculine energy doesn't necessarily attach to people and, and genders but it's more like the fundamental laws of the universe and um what the masculine energy does is has this steadiness to it the feminine energy has to fluctuate and the feminine body fluctuates a lot. Yeah. The, the woman body fluctuates because there's all the hormonal changes and through a moon cycle, you will go through all the moods and women have to learn how to flow with that. Mm-hmm. Uterus possessing people have to learn how to flow with that shift of hormones and men are more steady they might have some hormonal shifts, but they are within the same day. So that allows you to create a routine and repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. Mm-hmm. So in a society where it's primar- primarily dominated by the men patterns, because they yeah. were mainly the workforce in the beginning and the ones ruling everything for a while. So that's, that's how everything came to be. And that's why we love productivity so much. But it's not necessarily the most natural, the healthiest, mm-hmm. and the most fulfilling way of working and producing in this life.
0: And how do you, on a day-to-day basis, deal with, I guess, you do have both energies. You do have the masculine and the feminine, like everybody. Everybody has the yin and yang in them. Mm-hmm. How, do you do, how do you deal on a sort of day-to-day or a weekly basis with those fluctuating energies? and the, the yeah, mas- masculine, steady productivity output. How do you, what do
1: you do with this? Well, um, I do a fair share of self-shaping. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's terrible advice. Um, I, well, to be honest, I'm, I'm still figuring it out, but I figured out what's the time that I work most optimally during the day. Mm. So that I, anything that needs to be productive, or like, Okay. I need to send X amount of emails or I need to do find leads or whatever that is put into that, my most productive time. Mm -hmm. So my biggest attention and my biggest awaken level. So it's after my morning routine, before I have lunch, because after lunch, I'm a sloth and, um, that's, that's where I do the work. I'm very intentional about the work I do and I, if if there's something that needs to be done, I do it. I -hmm. don't beat around the bush. I'm like more like five second rule. like you have five seconds to get started, get it going, do it, get over with. And um, I use that still. Like Mm -hmm. I think there's probably better ways to do it, but I, I still, Still have to push myself and use drive, motivate—not motivation. Motivation is not always there, but it's more like commitment and uh, this discipline to show up and be like, "This is what I have to do. I'll do it. I'll shut up, and then afterwards I can just have a nap and (laughs) recover from it." So that's right now how i'm dealing with it
0: okay so you use both basically you are aware of your mood swings you like even were so tuned to figure out okay when do i feel the best mm-hmm. so using that as i guess the the feminine thing okay they are feeling uh higher up and that's when i can actually produce mm-hmm. and at the same time you do have routines or you do push through once in a while once it's necessary mm-hmm. but i guess yeah, it's a balance between the balancing act of the feminine and the masculine that you try to integrate now. Mm-hmm. Is that... do I get that right?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I do my best. And right now, I think there's still growth in that area for me. But um, because I I fluctuate dramatically. <laughs> so one day I wake up and it depends on the dreams that I have. Yeah. It depends on the mood and the food and the travels that I'll do. Sometimes I wake up and I'm fully creative. Hmm. Like I'm a very creative being. And if I have to do output stuff, like ah, I need to create, the, I, I need to send emails and just do this administrative things, then I'm wasting that energy, that creative energy. Hmm. So I try to, whenever possible, flow with the state that I'm in. So that allows me to create better when I'm creating or just maybe I have a creator day on Tuesday but on Tuesday I feel productive actually and I'm like focused so then I'll go for the productive thing the focused thing and then I'll do the creative playful thing another day and it usually works out so at the end of the week I accomplished what I said to accomplish but maybe in a different order and it was not exactly as planned but it's fine
0: okay that's awesome but it's it is like a learning curve that you i guess over years now built up to knowing okay when do i feel like this how does it feel to be like this uh how do you know when you wake up what today is it going to be plus oh but there's the thing that i have the deadline on for today so yeah. i need to somehow get myself into the mood yeah i i have it, i guess a little bit similar um that i do notice when i have more of a day like that when i was sick the other day when i went to bed with i don't know with annoying feelings and the next day they prevailed and i need to deal with that but right? there's still fluctuation even though it's it's not as strong as it's for you obviously but i i do notice what's very important to me is the recentering the realignment of myself every day with the meditation right so there if that wouldn't be the case. I think I would fluctuate even more and couldn't control as much of my state. Or, like, I think it's more of the control of the attention, the way I want to put it. And with meditation beforehand, that helps tremendously. Mm-hmm. But before, I think like years before, I was all the time based on those productivity posts on Instagram, like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to be able to every single day, seven days a week. Um, be able to do this. So I need to get the right routine, do this, and um, I don't know, have food spaced out like that, to have the, the energy consumption of the stomach be lower, like, going really into depth there. That as soon as I regulate everything outside, it's gonna be fine. I don't know. That didn't work for me. It was tremendous effort to like to really try to have those routines, times really exact and didn't really work that well. With the other thing of like knowing where my peak time is, placing those times there, so a bit of more of the energy um. tailoring to when when I can use it, feels right now a lot better. I'm not sure whether I put more out, (laughs) but what also is really, really important to me is that what is it for? Why would I do more output? I'm right now, I'm I guess mostly paid per hour in my job. But the other um, aspects of it, um, the other s projects that I, I'm doing, are completely based on my own interpretation of output or what, what's the achievement level, and I think that's there. It is way way more important to know why am I doing it, to know where is it heading, and is that act- that action actually actually aligned with where I want to go, mm-hmm. and like really being aligned with where you're heading is way more important. I would rather spend an hour meditating and then just focus just on one hour instead of two hours working. And that's something that really came about in the recent years to knowing that when you're centered, you do way better decisions. You make way better decisions and you can go way further Mm. with that. That's at least for me yeah and now maybe like do you have a going towards the end because it's going on already half an hour a projection towards I want to want to bring it back to a bigger scale we, we talked a little bit about that it was mainly male dominant male energy dominant in the world mm-hmm. based on productivity based on industrial revolution based on that the workforce was mainly male oriented mm-hmm How would it change if the majority would change towards sort of a hybrid model of balanced... Hybrid model, that sounds cool. But a balancing between uh, the masculine and the feminine energies based in the workforce. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I'm also thinking that, before I get to, to your point, I'm also thinking that we get a lot of freedom in the way that we work because we are mostly self-employed Fair. and uh, that just gives us a lot of room to okay i'm creative i'll do creative stuff and uh if that's not the case then if you have every meeting scheduled and you happen to like your job <laughs> because if you if you if you don't like it then i would suggest that you you find something that suits you better but if you happen to like to be very busy and having that output oriented type of work then the times around work or the little flexibility that you could have within work that's already a great place to start so if if around lunch you can take more chill time and just maybe answer a couple of emails or chat with somebody then that's that's better that's already incorporating a bit of uh, Mm, of them yeah ease and the, the mood integration then. Good
0: that you brought up. We we're almost demonizing productivity but yeah. obviously it's part of it and people love it. Yeah. Um, and one thing that exactly with that came up was I had a coaching session with somebody and she was um, just having I think four meetings before our call. Mostly like half an hour meetings but then for two uh, two hours straight. Not even five minutes in between. Like literally the call stopped in 30 and at 30 she had the next call. Right, and then the the mind blowing advice or tip that I gave her was maybe you can schedule meetings just until twenty five, and then you get five minutes to just maybe get up, get something to drink, and see how that works. And the next time she was, oh yeah, it's so helpful. <laughs> it's like I can concentrate way better in the next meeting. It's like oh, yes, yes. It's like to me, it's not surprising that you cannot hold on to meetings. Two or even more hours a day straight. Yeah. And then just five minutes in between brings in this ease for some people that are like, oh my God, this is so much, so helpful. Just yeah. stretching a little bit. Moving your, your body helps so much. Yeah. So yeah, just uh, a little tip in case you were having that same issue
1: <laughs> Yeah, adapting it to whatever your life situation is and if you have to do the eight hours of Hardcore work then just see how you can fit yeah. your your rest time your digest time to to have the human being in there, and <laughs> just the human doing so That's that would be something important to take into account. I completely forgot your question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If we put it on a bigger scale, basically, like what we do now, right now, with noticing our states, with being maybe bringing in the feminine a little bit more, um, feminine way of working, by noticing your energy, by noticing the way you feel, and accordingly to that, adjust your work. How would that on a bigger scale maybe look like? Or if you want or can also, how could it be implemented?
1: Yeah. Well...
0: It's obviously just a projection, so no, we don't know how that really works, but just yeah, just an idea that you have right now.
1: Yeah. So the, I think there's different answers for different levels of work freedom. So somebody that's a painter can completely... Well, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a painter, but I'm just guessing that they have two weeks to complete the painting and they'll just take whatever time they feel like and if they if it takes three straight days of painting then they'll do that and if it takes an hour of work every day (laughs) then they'll do that so that let's say that that's complete freedom then there's where I fit which is somewhere in the middle that I have flexibility in the tasks that I do I'm basically my own girl boss and I I can choose if I have a creative day, if I have a, a meetings day, whatever. I can accommodate my schedule. And then there's the other person on the other side of the spectrum, which is working a corporate job and they have the scheduled meetings, the standup meetings, <laughs> the, the reports, the things that they need to deliver and the, the, it's a very determined outcome yeah. that they, they need to have at the end of the day. Um, I think for the painter, just go ahead and do your thing, like that's... Do what that, suits you. But in that case, maybe if, if that's not helpful, because sometimes you fluctuate too much and you go too deep into an emotion, then it's also better to sometimes bringing a bit of the structure. Like... I mean, some sort um, of routine. I maybe. don't know who said it, but this writer that said... Uh, I only write when, write when inspiration strikes, but it happens to strike every day at nine in the morning. <laughs> so that kind of thing of having also discipline and making it a habit to to show up for your canvas and deliver your work. That could be it. So that, that's the balancing on the extreme fluctuating side.
0: Actually bring in more masculinity. Yes. Okay.
1: On the other side of the spectrum, we would want to check if there's any flexibility whatsoever that we can gain maybe we don't need to do that many meetings maybe we can shed some of the responsibility away and be like okay no i, I really need to make time for myself and uh, just try to find those either five minute breaks more tea breaks more pee breaks mm-hmm. and uh, time to connect with other people Meditate whatever it is within the workday that will bring you closer to who you are and not just what you do Because otherwise your mind is in constant production mode and you're just running on that program and then by the time you get home you're exhausted you have no energy left and uh, You don't know who you are basically because you've been this other person You've been playing the role of the completely productive person the whole day. So it's important to go back to oneself and to check in, be like, where's my body at? Where's my mind at? Am I going through something in my personal life? Yeah. That could also be uh, a factor. So taking into account and integrating the humanness as much as possible within the productivity when you have zero flexibility.
0: Awesome, I like that, that you brought in the whole spectrum because we completely lift out the, the painter who can actually do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually might need some more masculinity. So, seeing it really as a spectrum uh, because my work is mostly focused on people who are having a corporate job mm-hmm. and they just try to figure out how can I either advance my career or how can I do more, how can I somehow deal with this bad feeling that always comes in when I'm working. Um, stuff like that. And then, for example, uh, the 500 break is great. A bit of stretching. But what you also said was really important to Reconnect with yourself in those moments in those breaks that you can and One tool that I just completely recommend to everyone <laughs> Which I always use in every session is then really just taking a couple of deep breaths um, Whether it's uh, the box breathing or four seven eight or some sort of breathing method
1: that... <laughs> you, you, you have psychologist slang you would need to explain. Yeah, that yeah is, but...
0: <laughs> that, that's I'll do that basically that that reconnects you with yourself because the breath is one of the quickest ways to calming down your nervous system and letting go of the, the stress that usually builds up when you have deadlines, when you're in your corporate environment, everybody's like hustling and bustling, everything's going on. And then those breathing methods, like wax breathing, which is four seconds breathing in, four seconds holding, four seconds breathing out, and four seconds holding again. Then your nervous system is like, ah, okay, let's, everything is fine. Everything is okay. I can relax. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. And then your brain can also declutter a little bit. The the all the uh, hormones in your body, the stress hormones, can release a little bit just by doing that for a minute. Just by breathing mm-hmm. slowly for a minute. And so that's incredible. Yeah. And so what it but what it does, why you brought it up, was it reconnects us with ourselves mm-hmm. rather than being in our mind which I think is also relatively masculine, being in our mind trying to, you know, do this Excel sheet and figure out there's uh, things on where the numbers uh, are correct. Just reconnecting with the body, reconnecting with the, with the breath is so nice. I do it still way too, too uh, few times, but it's so nice to just reconnect, get out of the mind in a good way. Let the mind just be and reconnect with the body. And so I think that is a great way.
1: And ironically, that's the most productive thing you can do. Right, <laughs> because our mind is gonna tell us like, no, you cannot take five minutes because that's that's gonna take away from the time that you can fill like two more rows of this Excel sheet. And somehow we made it a really boring coverage job. <laughs> but um, if you actually take the five minutes, you might realize that you don't have to fill in all of those. Rows manually because that's st- that time just allowed you to breathe and not just continue in the in the hamster wheel of doing and doing and doing and you can actually create a system maybe and you realize oh i can just use a formula in excel and complete everything with that that way so your your mind expands not just happens for productivity, but also because you connect with the human being. Yeah. But it's, it's highly recommended. And your mind is gonna wanna talk to you, talk, talk you out of it. Yeah. It's gonna tell you, no, you need to continue, you need to continue. And that's the momentum. When we have momentum of something, it's very difficult to break it. The same way on Sundays that we are just having a lazy day, and then we think of Monday and it's like, ah! <laughs> I don't want that. But um but yeah, it's the momentum that the mind has and just let's let's start questioning a bit more the mind. Not let the mind completely run the show because we know that it, it might get a bit fanatic sometimes.
0: The mind is a great servant but a bad leader. A
1: bad leader. That's that's the thing. So we want to come back to our center and uh, that's where I would say if you are in this corporate job where you have zero to <laughs> do a little bit of flexibility, mm-hmm. then just use all the flexibility you can get and get creative, great creative with. It. And if you cannot think of ways and maybe consult with somebody that can give you a different perspective and, uh, for the person in the middle, I guess it's just finding your own balance and uh, seeing uh, for me, it worked very good to know which times I'm the most focused mm. and in that time I put the most difficult work and the rest of the day I might just put a couple of other things and just let it flow mm-hmm. like a hippie style just uh, let's flow with it and I'll I'll just roll <laughs> see what happens so That's that's how I handle it and what I advise other people to do is to keep in mind that you're a human being, not a human doing, and there's the feminine and masculine aspects of working. Also in in yoga, it's the strength and the ease. Hmm. So you have to know when to push and you have to know when to relax. And simultaneously, how to do both things. While you're pushing, how can you relax? That's a mindfuck. Yeah. (laughs) But... Taking all of those aspects, just creating your own fruit salad and just figuring out what works for you, what times are you the most productive, and how do you realize if this is a more creative day or more a more masculine-oriented day where you have all of this this output that you will produce. So those are the, the main things that I would say for the middle person.
0: If... Each of them would do that for their own good, for their own bettering. How would society change in the next ten years if that would be practiced?
1: I think we would lose a bit of the concentration on the output, and the rat race wouldn't be so mindless anymore. We we wouldn't just be producing, but it's like producing and being productive because that's what you do. But you would be more aware of your your internal, internal workings. Mm-hmm. You would be like, oh, look, I tend to be in a better mood on Tuesdays. <laughs> and yeah. on Fridays, I'm the most productive because I'm thinking of what I'll do in the weekend. So just incorporating this, this humanness that's intrinsically there, but we suppress it. And then we start... Getting disconnected with who we are on a deeper level and that over time just creates a lot of mental uh, illnesses and distortions of reality because you're you're just Depressed you don't you cannot see anything Happy or you're anxious because you need to constantly produce and you're thinking of the future and like what's gonna happen if I don't make the deadline so if You start taking time connect with yourself. You realize everything is alright at this moment everything is alright at any moment even if you're going through shit, that's part of being human, then we start calming down and we start to to be more mindful of how we live our lives on a societal scale that for me can dramatically lower the mental illness, the, hmm. the mental unhealth <laughs> that is going around and it's rampant at the moment that like there's anxiety, depression, every YouTube video, that wants to sell you something starts with that. (laughs) It's like, why are you so depressed going to this work that you don't like? And um, I think if we we take that out of the equation, then we become more mindful, more centered humans. We can listen to ourselves more. And when we do that, then as a byproduct of our own well-being, we start treating others better. And we start allowing others to have moods and be human as well. And that just creates a more caring, comforting society. So I think I think it's a must. I don't think it's an option anymore. Some countries are running over this pilots of four day work weeks. I think that's amazing. Let's go with that. It might not be the answer, but let's keep on trying new things that will allow us to to find that. And the new generations are not taking shit. Like they're like, no, fuck that. <laughs> Uh, they, they look at the corporate work and ah, no, that looks boring and like I would waste my life. So, so yeah, it's just about finding a nice balance between creating because we're still here on earth to create and um, still living, being human.
0: It sounds wonderful. And I think the, the main aspect that I also take from it is the more responsibility of your own emotions and feelings so once you are taking the attention a little bit less or a little bit away from the end product and more on the process right a lot of people pushing now which i think is also a nice way liking the process or focusing on the process will rather than the end product and when you focus on the process you also need to focus on yourself and how you do things yesterday great example we were in a restaurant, Italian restaurant, and it looked amazing. It was great. It looked from it was I don't know great fabrics. It looked really nice. We were we were uh, liking the interior a lot, and then we got the food, and the first thing that your mom said was, "It's made without love." I don't like it, <laughs> and it's so strange, but it it does show that we notice those things. We, we know how things are produced, how are well they created. And once we're in a good state, I notice like when we have a good conversation and it is because I'm in a good state, I notice that all oh, the coaching check session went well because I was in a good state. For me, it's even more important, right? Or for us that we check on our internals because we have instant influence on the other person. And I think that's still one of the main currencies that we actually have is, how do you make the other person feel like? People remember that. That is, I think, the way people really notice or wanna come back to any service that you provide or any, any product that you gave. It's like, I, I keep in mind how the salesperson was, how the person was who was delivering it. Uh, I keep in mind how you know everybody is in that line Cause it tells me something about the, the overall business, how they're being led. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, at least for me, super, super important that I don't support a, an asshole at the top who's like, Oh, I just want to make money with this. Um, and so for me, this is a really good, really important concept. So thank you for bringing it up.
1: Hmm. Thank you for all the beautiful stories that you're bringing. Yeah. Welcome. Almost. Uh, yeah, I think we wanted to talk about productivity. We ended up talking about a bunch of different things <laughs> surrounding productivity. But the takeaway here is to to view it as a balance and to keep in mind we didn't have a, a, we didn't find a better word for productivity. No. But um, I it's it's about creating an output and while creating an output feeling right. And um, not neglecting one or the other (laughs) because it's not only about feeling right all the time, but also um, about not doing all the time. So, again, the balance, masculine, feminine, yin yang, -yang, strength and ease. All of those things, meeting somewhere in the middle and finding what works for you.
0: Perfect final sentence. Thanks a lot
1: thank you a lot
0: thanks a lot. <laughs> thank a lot
1: thank you so lot
0: thank you a lot okay.
1: all right thank you don't, everybody don't for forget joining. the laughter uh okay thank you everybody for joining <laughs> and we wish you a great productive and livable life
0: thanks goodbye okay, bye-bye